0: Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. Hope you're all doing well. It is Monday, March 7th, 2022. Um, obviously, Monday is a tough day for everyone, no doubt. Whichever spot you're in, it's just oh, it's a Monday. Uh, but hope you all had a really good weekend. Did you know, Some fun things, relax. Enjoyed some of the nice weather yesterday, and then some, um, you know, hopefully more better. Warm days are ahead, and nice weather is ahead, so if hope we all get out and just uh, get some sunlight and get some shine. So, in today's episode, I'm going to get into a couple of things. I'm going to talk uh, about a little bit about UFC, what took place over the weekend. I'll get into the Paralympics a little bit, uh, and then I'll focus on the NBA uh talk about you know really uh unique weekend um and the things that came out of that and we'll get to a lot of other things obviously throughout the week um uh, you know around running sports and much more so where i want to start today's episode is just talking about ufc 272 and i want to talk about the main event fight that took place on the weekend between colby Convington and George Masvidal and Covington winning in the fifth round of this fight by decision. Um, gotta give it to Colby uh, Covington, you know. Obviously George Masvidal with the more experience, more fights. Um, but you know, Covington really came out and made a statement, um, putting himself you know right back into the uh, in the conversation of having Against Kamar Usman, um, but it was a really unique fight. Obviously, this took place in the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, and obviously both fighters, as I mentioned last week, you know, it's kind of building for a long time. It became really personal, um, and you know, it you know, came into Saturday night. Both guys really uh, were motivated, looking to make a point, and. Uh Colby Covington's had a more dominant performance all the way through than George Masvidal Um you know, you just look at it, crafty striking, pressure, relentless. Uh um, you know, Covington did that much better throughout the fight as it waned on than George Massival did. And so, you know, it was more the style of, you know, Covington kind of finding his spots and really making it work you know overall Um, and you know you just like to see kind of fighters adapt and change styles and Covington definitely needed the win Uh, he got a very key win because just look at where he is in his career obviously 19-20 fights in um, you know he really rose to the occasion in this one you know you know there were some moments where George Massivell got him, you know, in the second round and fourth round of this fight. Um, but, Covinto was just more efficient. Um, and he landed more significant strikes and total strikes um, than Massivell did. Massivell kind of, his energy kind of just waned. You know, he had some bursts here and there of some really good, um, really good, you know, strikes and movements and things like that. But, after that, it was really just more of Massivell kind of controlling the style of the fight and being able to land a lot of side shots and strikes in certain spots really kind of wear him down a little bit more and you know as a result now uh, Covington you know wins the welterweight and holds on to it I believe so a really uh, you, you know unique fight could have gone maybe longer a little bit more but I think that you just saw Covington just come out and really be aggressively really be dominant um kind of did the best that George masvidal could do and uh still went through it and powered through it so hats off to him and I see bigger things are ahead for uh Covington now since he got this win so we'll see now if he can kind of get back in form and be ready for that fight possibly again with Kamaru Usman uh, who obviously is really on a, a strong run right now so you know that was really good to see and Uh, We'll see if if, you know UFC's happen on the other cards and things like that. So um, a lot lot more to come for sure uh, in in a few weeks. Now, also a side note: also something that was announced in UFC over the weekend was Khabib uh, being uh, will be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame uh, in July. And for Khabib, uh, well-deserved recognition for him. Khabib obviously one of the most impressive runs in MMA um, in UC Fighter 29 now, I believe if I remember correctly obviously a lot of things changed for him you know once his family of his family passed but Khabib was really great had some impressive title reigns impressive title defenses uh, and really just carried himself as a confident person was was really good in the ring uh, really had a way of getting just inside his points of heads and you know, he has some memorable moments throughout his career. Um, and as I see him, you know, going to the Hall of Fame in July. Um, you know, someone who really um, had quite a bit of a run. You know, took the best that he could get and, you know, really made it work and showed up every single time. You know, and obviously, he tr- you know, he talked He talked a strong game. He always backed it up. Uh, you know, came after opponents. Was always relentless in the, in the, in the octagon. And so... He is someone that you know the UFC definitely. We um, we could do to see probably in terms of like uh, you know he still is involved into the, the sport of training other you know unique fighters and his camp and his brand. So you know we will see him be more on the sidelines and coaching things up and you know. But he's had such an impressive run, uh, a really great career from where he started, and where he rose up to, uh, very you know very well earned and. You know, we hope to see just see more of that, um, you know, coming up, you know, in the um, in the coming years with him training more fighters and getting to that. So now I want to make a transition over to talk about the Paralympics and Oksana Masters um, winning um, a gold medal and a silver medal, silver medal over the weekend in the Paralympics. Um, I've talked about Oksana Masters in in the past and what she's been through and how how great of an athlete she has become and obviously the Paralympics is a great stage for all those athletes looking to get on the stage and have their ability to perform um, despite their disabilities or their uh, conditions they are given that opportunity to compete and, and do well with it and so Oksana Masters who's competed you know and a couple of sports and cross you know skiing and rowing as well as I think you know by the uh, she had a really impressive weekend um, she won I think the gold medal over the weekend on Saturday in that event which was really special for her just considering how she had really uh, tried to work on her craft and her abilities um, you know during the you know the lead up to the, to, to the event she really wanted to uh, find a way to push through and be really good in this aspect of the sport that she's she's been in and so emotional tough one for her because obviously she you know obviously from ukraine and with all the things that are going around the world and how things are going you know just send your prayers and thoughts to everyone in ukraine and what they're going through and hopefully you know uh, more and more help is on the way and things will you know get better and you know you just want to take over to you know just hope that things you know get better and are peaceful ahead in some way or another you know you definitely want to see these conflicts not end up being drawn out to the point where more and more keeps happening you just want to see somehow this end and just be able for Ukraine to heal and get back um, where, they, where they once were um, but you know she uh she showed some great um, you know, perseverance throughout this tournament, throughout this event, you know, and winning this, you know, Baitalon sporting event was, was huge for her, you know, um, you know, first one to do it, I think, um, as a Paralympic athlete for the USA, and she finished up, I think, in a second position in, in the event on Sunday. Um, but Xana Mas is a great story. Um, as I said before, i talked about her in the past um, on this um, on my podcast, and you know, it was just nice to see her have that moment, you know, to be able to have a certain moment where she was just really uh, committed to getting it done, and uh, you know, especially in the long distance event. And this event, she. Really worked at this um, aspect of the sport, competing in these the line events, and, and you know her perseverance and hard work really paid off with an impressive gold medal victory um, on Saturday. And you just hope that more is to come for her, you know, in her uh, Paralympic career and and beyond that. So now I want to talk about um, a couple of impressive feats over the weekend. Uh, well say impressive feats or just impressive um moments and highlights i would say in the nba uh, i want to talk about what we saw from lebron james and then i want to talk about what jason tatum did um against the uh, brooklyn nets um you know so i'll get to that just a bit so you know you look at it uh this nba season has been really wild and unique and trying for a lot of teams and so look at the two teams that were the prohibitive favorites in the preseason the Nets and the Lakers obviously both have had very strange and opposite seasons and they were expected them you look at the Nets you know start of the year started preseason off with having you know KD and Kyrie and James Harden and now they are You know, totally different as a team looking a little bit. Now they have Ben Simmons and Seth Curry, um, you know, among a few others on their roster. Look at the Lakers. Uh, They made obviously a lot of moves to get veteran players, and it just has not worked out. They really have struggled, and for some aspects as an organization and as a team. And so, you know, despite that, you're seeing... Kevin Durant, LeBron James do what they do best and that is be able to adapt and um, you know show up in the biggest moments and that is the case with um, LeBron who obviously is you know 37 and has had an unbelievable season um, and he had a really impressive one on Saturday night you know I was kind of skeptical that LeBron would be able to kind of get back to that point of scoring, you know, 45 plus in a game. Um, I thought maybe he wouldn't do it probably ever again just because I thought that the league was moving, that so much energy, so much of the game has changed to the point where, yeah, a lot of players can average a lot of points, but, you know, when you see players getting into the 50s, uh, you know, it's just a rare company you don't see it often. So, LeBron did that over the weekend, uh, Saturday night against the Golden State Warriors, where he had uh, 56 points, I believe, and 10 rebounds. And Lakers got a much needed, desperate win um, over the Golden State Warriors as they try to remain in the play-in tournament coming up. And whoever thought that the Nets and Lakers would both be that mo- that spot that you know that tournament, but they are. And so, you know, LeBron, uh, I think, is the oldest player in NBA history among Jordan, Kobe, uh, to have, you know, a game of 50-plus points, um, you know, at this point in the season. And so, look at LeBron, you know, despite all the things that's gone on with the Lakers, he's been there. He's provided the effort that's needed to be given. Obviously, at some times, it's been a little bit rough for him, and obviously, he's been called out for that deservedly so, by... A lot of people um, in the media world but LeBron still continues to do a lot of things. Lakers obviously double the injuries, Uh, then AD obviously coming back Uh, but this team obviously has been so inconsistent this year. The Westbrook trade obviously hasn't worked out as well. You have guys like Magic and others calling them out and saying all these things and you know the season obviously is still yet to be over and we'll see if they can Find a way to make some kind of push in the postseason or not. If they do make, end up winning their play-in tournament. Um, But LeBron was really impressive against Golden State. Uh, Made a lot of impressive shots. I think he was he shot six from ten from the three point line. You know, got to the line, made a lot of great shots, and he just can't carry the Lakers because they rallied from a uh, a deficit in this game. You know, Golden State had a. Pretty good second quarter. Then they had 42 points. Second quarter, Steph Curry was doing his thing. You had, you know, uh, Kaminga and uh, Jordan, I think, Pool putting up a lot of points off the bench. You know, Golden State was definitely clicking and they had jumped out to a 14 point lead. But the Lakers battled back, and LeBron was the driving force behind that comeback. Um, where, you know, Matthew Stafford was in attendance, so obviously that put a little more on LeBron to kind of put on the show, and he did. You know, he made a lot of shots. It was impressive with the dunks, with the amount of shots that he made. You know, it was just great to see him do it. Uh, And, you know, just look at LeBron. He's had an unbelievable season, averaging 29 points, you know, over 52% shooting. I mean, he's just been so great, you know, at what he's been doing this year. Despite all the drama and things that are around the Lakers, he continues to be, Great, and he outshines Steph Curry in this one. Now, Clay Thompson, obviously, still getting back to what he you know is. He didn't have that big of a game, um, but you know, obviously, they'll probably get there at some point, being a little better than they've looked recently. And so, um, you know, Carmelo Anthony kind of played a played a solid game as well. You know, he I think had fourteen points. Westbrook I think had twenty. Uh, it was probably one of the better games the Lakers played in, start, in terms of the fourth quarter, you know, because they obviously have started out slow, and they, um, but LeBron at thirty-seven just unbelievable things, and we know that you know the way it is with his numbers over his career that he could have could have won a lot more MVPs. Uh, he already has won a lot of MVPs, but he could have won even more. Every year he could have won an just because of what he does. Uh, but, you know, you just see the Lakers and where they are at this point in the season. They're just trying to make it in and trying to get into the play-in tournament. And we'll see if that comes to be the case because, you know, uh, definitely the teams that are ahead of them are, are going to be challenging in some aspects because of, you know, how young they are and what they can do. Uh, but... LeBron, despite all the things that are going around in the league, um, he is still one of the best, and you know, regardless of what's happened this season, he's been someone who's giving you that that effort. And you just wonder now, if LeBron will really remain committed to staying and finishing off in LA his career, or will he elect to go somewhere else? Um, you know, well, obviously, the Lakers have a lot of work to do this off season. Um, but, you know, if he keeps playing like this and keeps on doing the things that he's doing, you know, he could definitely have one more big run in him probably next year. Uh, when the Lakers obviously have a new roster or try to construct, construct a new roster maybe um, into the next off season. So I'm going to continue in the next segment just talking about uh, Jason Tatum and what he did over the weekend against the Brooklyn Nets. I'll break down that Nets and Boston's game, as well as getting into the biggest questions um, facing the Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks um, as they uh, make their march towards the NBA postseason. So in this next segment, I want to talk about the game that took place on uh, Sunday, I believe. And that was between the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics. And so the Boston Celtics have really uh, looked as a totally different team, as I mentioned before. They've been playing extremely great basketball, incredible defense all the way around. Their offense is finding its groove. And they're clicking on all cylinders right now, and it showed in their 126 to 120 win over the Brooklyn Nets in Boston. Um, what a performance from Jason Tatum, who dropped 54 points in this one, uh, was absolutely sensational in Boston's victory here uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. And you just look at it; it was a great game that. It um, went to the fourth quarter and Boston was just better and executing much better uh, down the stretch. Getting some key buckets in order to win this game. And so, I mean, you just look at it, they just have been playing really balanced offensively. And that was the case for the Celtics as their starting five was just much more balanced than the Brooklyn Nets were um collectively you know you just saw Jalen Brown put up 21 points at a key three down the stretch uh, to extend the lead for the uh, Celtics and then you know Smart had 14 as well so you know you just saw Boston do a good job of just staying with their offense Tatum obviously making a lot of shots no matter what defense was on Jason Tatum he was just answering and answering every time the Nets came up with a run or two um Boston had an answer for it and look at Kevin Durant i think it's his second game back from injury i mean he had 37 points overall uh he was doing everything he could to uh keep them in the game and he made some really important shots down the stretch you know Kyrie Irving had his moments as well you know he played uh well enough at, at a few times in this game, um, even late one time. But you know, Kyrie Irving only having 19 points on 8 of 18 shooting. You know that's not gonna cut it for the Brooklyn Nets. And if we're talking about Kyrie this season and what he's played in, he's probably had much better games than he had the one uh, on Sunday. I mean. Kyrie's supposed to do, do a lot more than this, you know. Obviously, we know that you know his stance remains unchanged, and that's fine. Obviously, respect that as a player, as an athlete. But you know, he could have played a lot better uh, against the Celtics. His defense was a little bit out, you know, off in this game, and some of his shots could have been better, um, you know, and some selections and things like that. Obviously, he made some good passes at times, uh, to his teammates, you know, with Bruce Brown having a good game, and Aldridge obviously doing some good things, but, you know, they're just not getting enough, they didn't get enough in this game from Seth Curry and Goran Dragic, and Curry obviously has had some games where he's looked really good, other times he just hasn't been able to provide that, so, it's obviously finding chemistry with this group, and the Nets definitely have to find a way... To incorporate that much better and obviously getting Ben Simmons back at some point will definitely help because there were just some spots defensively that the, net, that the Nets just were not good at and the Boston took advantage of that. Got some extra possessions, some extra points in that aspect. you know, But Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, uh, they both really um, have to find a way to make it work even better than they've done so far. Um, Kevin Durant obviously is doing whatever he can. But the surrounding talent around him has to be better. has to elevate a lot better. And Steve Nash definitely has to uh, start pushing some more buttons and getting guys to play even harder than they're playing. Uh, because it's just not getting it done right now for the Nets. You know, they you know, they have a lot going on obviously. And Kyrie Irving obviously, you know, he's he can have a game or so that's not so good. But, you know, you just do want to see him kind of be... A little bit better um, in some aspects because they need his energy his effort uh, more so than than he's been giving it you know so you know there was a sequence there in that game yesterday where you know Tame had a wide open shot and Kyrie wasn't able to close out he just kind of let it be and that can't happen for for someone who, who's been paid a big contract um, so hopefully he turns it around gets it going. Because he talked, about, he talked about the Nets turning it on after the All Star break, and since he said those comments, they haven't done exactly the opposite. And so, Kevin Durant is obviously going to continue to get better and better as he gets back to his form, you know, you know, before the injury. Uh, but you know, with Joe Harris being out, and you know, with you know Ben Simmons still not back fully yet the Nets are gonna have to play a lot more harder and they're gonna need more of Kyrie Irving on the road especially in the next game gonna be at home or away Uh, the energy has to be there but the Celtics you just look at them uh, they have uh, been getting really good effort from Jason Tatum he's obviously a superstar that's developing, he's just getting better and better with his craft and his form and this is what Boston needs more and more from him uh, especially in the postseason, and that's where it's going to come com- com- for them, is being able to do it really, really well at that time. But you're seeing them uh, with Al Horford, um, and they're, you know, with Williams, and players like that. Like, Boston is getting some really good effort, and Emi Udoka has done a tremendous job of pushing the right buttons on this team, and they just look a lot more complete and more better, and, and their defense will carry in the postseason, so... Celtics. Uh, obviously, the key thing for them is can they find a way to get to that Eastern Conference Final appearance or NBA Finals? And obviously, they are deep. They are talented. Uh, but we know that Miami is the same way. Milwaukee is the same way. Philadelphia is the same way. So, uh, but Boston really proved a lot of good things in this game. You know, they definitely earned this victory, and they show what kind of team they can be when they can pressure opponents into tough shots, tough mistakes. And so that's what they did to the Nets on, on Sunday, it was just really late, get some good shots, execute, and just kind of play their style, play their game. And I think that will carry over really, really well uh, as they're trying to, you know, stay ahead of you know, the seeds and try to get that favorable match in the first round. Uh, but Tatum is bringing a lot to the table right now, so as Jalen yeah, Brown Marcus Smart, so, you know, they have to keep playing this way because they're going to get probably a different version of the Nets and the Sixers and the Bucks and the Heat in the postseason. But Boston has put themselves in a really great position where they've looked a lot more better. They're hitting shots, they're executing, they're playmaking really well. And their defense is definitely showing up in a lot of these games where they're being able to go deep into their bench and really find guys who can play key minutes and key stretches. And I think that was, that's a good sign for them, You know, heading into um, the later portion of their games coming up. Um, they definitely um have had probably won the majority of their matchups against the Nets in the regular season. Obviously, we'll see if they can kind of find a way to be that way in the postseason. Because the Nets, obviously, last year went through them and was easy. You know, was not that difficult of a series. Um, but look at that Boston crowd yesterday. They were into it. They were obviously chanting Kyrie sucks, Kyrie sucks, and you know gave it to Kyrie Irving and gave him kind of a doseful. So. We'll see. The environment in Boston and the playoff atmosphere in Boston will obviously be up there uh, as uh, every other team will be in the postseason, but uh, Boston has a really good shot. They've kind of entered the conversation where they can at least be a team that can be considered as a, as a test of time. Nobody wants to play probably Boston probably right now uh, just because of the way they're, they're just playing defensively and so that, I think that carries over with the Udoka and we'll see how they you know as a group come, come, you know, continue to perform down the stretch because that will go a long way in seeing what, how they can perform and what they will do once post in time uh, action uh, takes place. So I want to cap off um, the episode today just talking about some of the NBA teams that are going to be in the NBA postseason coming up next month or so. Now I've already gone through a few teams obviously in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference. Uh, I'm going to keep on doing the rest as we go along so um, you'll be hearing a lot of that in the coming days. Uh, I want to focus on Philadelphia first, the 76ers. Um, the Sixers, you know, sit at 39 and 24 on the year. And the Sixers are finally free, obviously, of the whole Ben Simmons saga and how that kind of transpired, you know, since the start of uh, last season, you know. Obviously, the Sixers were dealing with a lot of those things. Obviously, they had a tough end to their season last year. And, you know, Joel Embiid obviously had voiced his, you know, comments. so As as well as Danny Green and Doc Rivers. And so, the, the best defense saga really played out quite a bit until the NBA trade deadline where you know, the Nets and Sixers made that trade. And so, the Sixers now have James Harden on their roster and you know they're trying to push ahead and see if they can do something in terms of winning that championship ultimate goal that has eluded James Harden in his career. So you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, um, they do have obviously a nice group of players Um, we've seen Tyrese, Maxey take his game to another level this year or he's really progressed really well from year one to year two as he started on this, on this team, he's really been able to provide some great moments um, this year, and you know, Rivers has obviously played him accordingly you know, and he's responded to those situations, and so you know, he's obviously a bright spot for them as well so look at Joel b he's had a monster of a season where he's been Having some dominant performances, really putting this team on his back a couple of nights, and doing a great job. And he's obviously, so, you know, well loved, well respected. There has done so much uh, for the franchise since you know being drafted, and then obviously dealing with the injuries and things like that. You know, he's found a way to be productive and really solid, um, you know, uh, throughout this year. And so we know the Sixers obviously have the talent to make the postseason. Now they've been doing that, obviously. Quite a bit, uh, but the question is, can I get over the hump, right? And so, Doc Rivers, obviously, one of the top coaches in the league in terms of just the, his overall resume, his wins. Um, but despite that, he only has you know one championship to show for it. And Philadelphia obviously is looking to get back to being that moment again, to have a chance at the NBA Finals. You know, they obviously had a heartbreak against the Toronto Raptors a couple of years ago. Um, But, you know, they are definitely looking to get back to it. And they have some really good depth on this team as well. You know, obviously, Taibole and, you know, Milton and Cormaz, you know, they do have, you know, a a couple of nice players there. And I think Deioner Jordan might be joining that roster as well with, I think, with uh, with Drummond, if I remember correctly. Or he might be on the Nets, I'm not sure. Uh, one One or the other. Um, but you just look at the Philadelphia 76ers. They do have the makeup of a team where they can uh, win in their matchups. They can go the distance. Obviously, Doc Rivers obviously has to do quite a bit. you know. And they've shown up in their last few games playing well. Um, but Harden and, and Beat Chemistry is just getting started. And so um, their play styles, how they will look as they get into the postseason the game slows down it will be really telling for this team so the two biggest questions facing the Philadelphia 76ers uh, this postseason I think the first post- first question for them is you know can this uh, can this second unit, can this group really be solid and what I mean by that is look at Tyrese Maxey, look at Cormaz, you know you look at uh, who they have on their bench you know uh, are the Sixers good enough to get that reliable shooting that they need? You know, We've seen them go through the postseason and shooting has obviously been an issue for this team at times. Outside of Embiid, in the past, people have had a lot of trouble making shots consistently. Tobias Harris has struggled at times. You know, Milton as well. You know, Cormaz. So the key thing is, key question is, can kind the of supporting cast around James Harden and Joel Embiid uh be great. You know, can Maxi keep it up? You know, if he obviously has to go to the bench sometimes or play out the second unit, can he be effective? You know, will we see the shooting that they had be great because you know, the trade happened and you know, Seth Curry obviously is now a Brooklyn Nets. So, you know, who is going to be able to provide that scoring, that lift, that shooting that you need? Because James Harden and his play style and B's play style. I mean, Harden will create a lot of opportunities with his ability to drive to the lane and to the basket. Uh, but there has to be guys who can shoot the ball on the outside. And so, you look at Milton, look at Cormier, look at other players. You know. Of, like can they step it up when they when they have to and be be great in those moments And then I think the second biggest question for the Philadelphia 76ers heading to this postseason Is are they going to get the James Harden? Um, of old and what I mean by that is James Harden has shown to be really great when he has it going but uh, Can he get over the hump can James Harden lead the Sixers over the hump can he? Outdo himself and be better this time around. What I mean by that, you look at James Harden; he's had great numbers across the regular season. The postseason, although, been another story altogether. You know, at some point, there comes a time when a player really has to elevate and get over the hump. And so, for James Harden, can he do that? You know, is he ready to take that next step? He and Jordan B, are they ready to take that next step in terms of doing what it has to be, has to be done when they have to make shots to make shots? Can they? Rise to those pressure-packed moments that they'll have this year in the postseason, where they can answer. And Harden obviously has went from one situation to the next. Obviously, Houston, a number of years, was great. You know, obviously, the Nets it didn't really work out. All right, so now he's on the Sixers, and he's with a roster with a team that is very similar to what he's had before, maybe a little bit better because Joel Embiid obviously is one of the top 15, top you know 20 plus players in the league right now, and so. Can we see James Harden be, you know, his usual stuff that he was, you know, um, you know, in Houston? But can he do it one step more? And that is going to be telling for their title chances and their hopes to make it to the NBA Finals. Is Harden collectively playing well with Embiid? But even having Harden play at an extremely high level and getting over those. Demons and those things that he's had in the postseason. Where he's had some good performances in postseason. Don't get me wrong, but he's gonna to need to do more than that against the Miami Heat team. You know, against the Atlanta team possibly. Against the Cleveland team. You know, against the Celtics team. You know, he has to be able to show show it more. And there's no excuses for him, regardless of whatever the time he you know he has left in the season, regular season with the Sixers. You know when. The playoffs start. Everybody's gonna be asking, can James Harden and Jordan be deliver? Can they win those matchups? Can they get to the Eastern Conference Finals? You know, or can they get to the NBA Finals? That's a question for every Eastern Conference team as well as the Western Conference team. But with Harden, we're seeing some early success. Obviously, more challenging opponents are on the way for the Sixers, and so we're gonna see if that duo can really do it. Do it well. <laughs> you know can they can they really answer expectations and they, you know or what that fan base is looking to have this year so now I want to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks the defending champions who are I think third right now in the Eastern Conference with a 40 and 25 record and obviously the Bucks have had a really you know nice season uh, as expected they've been competing really well Uh, We've seen Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis do all their things, you know. Uh, Obviously they've had some injuries that they've battled through, but Giannis is having another sensational season. Uh, You look at Chris Middleton, he's continuing to play at a high level. Drew Holiday has kind of battled some time, um, you know, being off the court with injuries and things like that, but he's finally looking like himself and playing much better. And so their chemistry has been there, the execution has been there. Um, obviously, they've had their games where they've looked really well. Um, obviously, won the one on Sunday against Phoenix, although the shorthanded Phoenix team, you know, you could just see this Bucks team just has the confidence. They've obviously won a championship in a convincing fashion. And, you know, they will present a lot of challenges for a lot of these teams that they're going to go up against. They match up well against anybody with their size. Their versatility and but Jan playing the way he's playing you know he's always hungry for another championship and um... you know he just continues to do some good things um... you know you see a lot of teammates stepping up on the bench and they've had some good performances no doubt from all all of them combined together and that's really how it has drove them. Mike Bozenholter obviously has done tremendous of adjusting things and this team is just playing winning basketball their defense is getting it done their offense as well as is, is kind of finding its groove as they hit closer to the postseason. So the first big question for the Milwaukee Bucks to me in this postseason will be, you know, can Grayson Allen, you know, Jordan Nawara, Sergio Baca, you know, Wesley Matthew, can their, can their second unit, um be good enough and I know I've already mentioned second unit quite a bit for all my teams so far but it really does come down to that because you look at it for the Milwaukee Bucks what they had last year with Tucker and with you know DiVincenzio and he might still be there I'm not recalling if Pat Condon is still there or not or you know if they're getting back some players or not but this Bucks team was able to win last year with a number of players playing extremely well in key moments. And so, this bench is going to be even more tested. And I think the reason why this is a big question for them is because the Eastern Conference has improved a lot since last year. And that's the case with every year. But look at the East this year. You know, you look at the the way the Miami Heat had, they had to have their bench looks. You know, look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Look at the Boston. You know, the play of the Milwaukee Bucks on their bench this year. If you stack it up against some of the other teams their second units, uh, there are matchups to be had, and so I think that, of course, you'll see Giannis and um, you know Middleton all play, you know, a majority of the minutes. But you know, when it comes to getting rest for these guys in key situations or interchanging the parts around, you know, Grayson Allen. Still a player that kind of finding his touch a little bit. All right, they don't have Brook Lopez, I believe, right now either. So, you know, where are you gonna find that offense? Where are you gonna find that energy? That that enforcer on, on your second unit? And uh, maybe Nawara can be that player. Um, but we gotta see more of it. And I think that's the key: is can they stack up well? Can they hold hold it down? If the Bucks need to interchange parts and either get into foul trouble or. Situational basketball can those guys step in and be great ibaka is obviously a veteran player who has been around so he might be able to provide that but everyone else you gotta kind of see what they do and i think that's why it's a big question for them because they are you know length their second unit um will have to play in some moments in this postseason and so way that the shooting is now these in conference with all these teams that are, have all this young talent the Bucks obviously have to find a way to match that. I think that's why they they really need the second unit to be up uh, for the challenge, and that's a question: Can they be up for the challenge to deal with like the new kind of things they'll see in the postseason against some of these teams? And also the second biggest question for the Milwaukee for the Milwaukee Bucks um, this postseason would be: Look at Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis. Can the can there, can Milwaukee's big three? Can they do it again? Can they find it in themselves to have another incredible run? Um, you, you, every year we see in the NBA where you know when a team is a championship and try to go back to repeat and do all those things. There's a lot of challenges in the way. All right, there's a lot, a lot of teams improve, health, you know, obviously availability, execution. So we've seen Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis play together collectively, and we know that when they play together, they can get it done. Uh, but can they do it again? And can they ride that big three? Can they do it again in terms of can they have that incredible run where they yeah. all are playing so well off each other to the point where they can beat anybody? Now, in the Eastern Conference, they might be able to do, do that. But in the West, can they do that? They have to you know, make it there. So um, I think that you've seen, obviously, all three of them miss some time this year here and there. Um, but collectively, can they put it together again for another run? Because it's hard to win back-to-back titles, and so it's going to require a lot of effort from all three of them combined to win another championship. And to do that, uh, they're all going to be have to step up in key moments. You know, now they've always have gone committee-by approach when it comes to making game-winning shots at the end or getting crucial buckets at the end. So, will we see more of that, or will it be you know Yana's really assuming that role? It's going to be really interesting to watch how they all played collectively together um, in the NBA postseason. You know where they can uh, put it together, with they did against Phoenix in the NBA Finals last year, and do it again throughout this postseason.